Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amid Bros. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week. Another episode of the Amid Bros podcast. I am one third of the trio. Better known as the Amid Bros. DMART here. Uh, your host for this evening. I'm excited. I'm ready. Game one of the NBA Finals has finally arrived. Jeremy, Jerry, how are we feeling, fellas? What's going on? Man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling uh, better than, I don't know, a team has got LeBron on going into the Finals. I mean, I, I just feel really good right now, you know? I that, think that, that team should feel too good. They're three and six. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the team going to the Finals. I didn't say winning the Finals at the time. I said I feel... As good as a team that LeBron is on going to the finals, so uh, which is, is pretty much automatic as long as he's healthy. So you know I'm feeling really good. We're about to win another title. I said we. I'm, I'm a member of the Lakers. Um, you know they, they use me off the bench like Caruso. I just hit a couple jump shots. You know. Uh, either way, uh, it's about time. Jared, the, that's probably less athletic than you on the team, so you probably couldn't make it. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm more athletic than a six eight dude who shoots threes. But hey, listen, I may beat him in a sprint, Jared Deli. I e Last thing I want to say, let's get ready for, for nine more straight finals, as Anthony Davis said today. He wants to go nine more straight finals with LeBron. Nine more I'm in year, for it, bro. man. That, just just mean, sign me up. 43. I mean, if, if Tom Brady can do it, why can't the GOAT, you know? Yeah, if Tom Brady, Brady can do it, I uh, I definitely wouldn't doubt LeBron. But, Jim, what's going on with you, man? What's cracking the truck? Uh, First off, I would definitely doubt LeBron. Tom Brady doesn't have to move more than three feet at any given moment. Um, playing basketball, you have to run up and down the floor. But anyway, um, I'm doing good, man. Less physical than running a three? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Okay, please continue. We've, we've seen quarterbacks play into their 40s. We don't see basketball players playing in their 40s unless you're seven feet tall and don't have to move. Or Vince Carter. Uh, right. That's true. Vince did it. It's true. But I mean, you're talking about the most athletic player in NBA history. Like, literally, we're not talking about Tom Brady being the most athletic. We're talking about Tom Brady, 43. Talking about Drew Brees is 40. Big Ben is 38. Literally, everybody in the NBA and playing quarterback in the NFL outside of, like, the new guys is, like, 75. It's like the new tennis thing. Federer and Serena and all that. But I shall digress. Um, Jared, congratulations to your boys. Uh making another finals. I was trying to put together a list of, you know, an all-time LeBron teammate list as far as, like, a roster. And there were so many Hall of Famers, I just could not get through a list and narrow it down to 12. It was crazy. I was thinking the same uh, thing. I was thinking about all the players LeBron's played in the finals, and I was like, it's probably eight of the top 20 players of all time. I mean, I, I was looking at through the list, and I was like, man, KD, Steph Curry, Dirk, Tim Duncan – uh, I, I was going through the list. I was like, Kawhi. I'm like, man, we we got a really, really deep list of just Dirk, all these Dirk's guys. Dirk's not top 20 player of all time. James Harden. Kawhi is not no top 20 player of all time. Jared, quick, Skip Bayless. <laughs> Kawhi, I wouldn't pick Kawhi oh, top 20 James Harden's right top now. 20 player of all time. Jared, you know who top 20 are? Jeremy, James Harden Jared, is one of the greatest you know scorers you know of all time. 20? No, you can't. You can't put James Harden in that conversation. Jared, I mean, Jared, we're talking twenty. We're we're talking like Charles Barkley, right? Here's the thing: we're we're, we're definitely going to try to keep it a little uh a little more. Jared, brief. First of all, first, going on less yeah, tangents yeah. tonight, right, guys? Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you guys nonsense. for tuning in to us another week. Um, appreciate you guys' support. Um, we got a lot to get into. Uh, let's start with the NFL, fellas. The Chiefs, uh, just straight up embarrassed the Ravens. Uh, this past Monday night, um, is this either is this more of a bad look for the Ravens or a good look for look good look for the Chiefs? Uh, let's start with you, Jeremy. Uh, it's a little bit of both. For one, the Ravens um, are not equipped to come back uh, in the games that um, that Lamar Jackson has gotten down ten or more points in in his career. He is zero and. Five? Wait, no, 0 oh, and 6. And uh, the games that he has not gotten down 10 or more in, he's won every single one of them. So they're going to have a problem coming back if they get behind. Um, it seems like, as Lamar Jackson said, 
the Chiefs have their other kryptonite. They don't seem to have an answer for him. They blitz 45% of the plays against Patrick Mahomes with all those weapons and could get home. So if you blitz and you can't get to the quarterback, you're probably going to struggle. Um, so I, I was looking at, you know, their game plan. I, I was not a huge fan of it. Um, I definitely think if you got a quick passing game, like let's say uh, Tom Brady or Drew Brees, we'll see both those matchups against uh, against the Chiefs this year um, to where you can not allow uh, – uh, what's jo- uh, Jones' uh, name? Uh, the, the defense tackle. Chris huh? Jones. Chris, Chris Jones. I don't know what I could think of his name. Yeah, Chris Jones to get active. Um, their their entire line looks pretty good. Frank Clark, uh, a monster. And so overall, I think uh, if you can get the ball out of your hands really, really fast and really put pressure on their cornerbacks, I think you got something that you can have that you can do. But they don't really have a quick pass game. And when they did have opportunities, they didn't take advantage of it. They got a kickoff return back for a touchdown. They got the ball right back after it. Um, the next drive, um, Andrews really should have caught that pass that Lamar Jackson threw down the middle. He he split the safeties uh, and didn't come down with it. Um, probably have some green grass in front of him if he if he catches it clean. So overall, I um I don't think the score indicated um exactly how big of a blowout it was. It felt worse than what the final score ended up being. However, um they are clearly the superior team, and that was the last leg of my five game uh teaser. Um, so I was very very happy with the result. I told Jared about this teaser on Friday. He should have bet it. He did not. I didn't need to bet that teaser. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, one, I bet the Chiefs straight up because it was plus 150 and went heavy. So I was able to just not take the risk of the rest of the, the, the teasers and just capitalize on that game. Um, look, here is this bad Ravens. There was only one teaser that was close, and that was the uh, that was the te- the Texans almost blew my teaser. If they mm-hmm. didn't strip the Steelers running back at the two-yard line, you guys would have cost me my teaser, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, listen, I um I think this is this is a reality. The Ravens are a really good team, but the only way you're going to beat Kansas City is if you have two Pro Bowl defensive ends who can get pressure without it without any blessing. That's the only way. Because the reality is, the only way you're going to be able to get Patrick Mahomes off the field is to be able to beat their offensive line without having, uh, you know, breakdowns in the secondary. So if you're, you're looking at the way the game played out, this is more what I saw. I saw a lot of blitzing. I saw a lot of one-on-one coverage, and I saw a lot of speed on the, on the Kansas City. You can't have Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill, and Sammy Watkins with single coverage for any long stretch of time. And you throw in uh, – not only you mentioned the stat about the games he's trailed over six, uh, 10 points, he's, they're 0-6. The games they've trailed at halftime, he's 0-6. He hasn't won a single game where he's trailed at halftime. The other 21 games he's played where he's, le- he's led at halftime in all those games, he's won them. The reality of the situation is, and this is what I've said for years about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a phenomenal player. But until he develops the ability to pass the ball when people know he's going to have to pass the ball – He's not going to be a, a guy that can win you a, a, a championship. And the last two pieces of this is one, and I don't know, I, I, it's not like I don't think that he can make it work, but one of the concerns I would tell you is Lamar Jackson's worst games of his career have typically been some of the biggest games of his career. If you look at his worst game in college, it was the bowl game versus LSU where he completed like seven of 22 passes for like 100 yards and ran for like 18 carries for 40 yards. You look at his playoff games, he's lost every single one of them, his games versus the Chiefs. Whenever they've played teams that could really match up well versus the Ravens as a roster, he struggled because those games he hadn't been able to throw the ball. Um, on the other side, Mahomes is a monster. I, I, I Listen, I tell people, and I've said for a couple of years, I still think Deshaun Watson um, is as good as, as Patrick Mahomes. I still think Russell Wilson is as good as Patrick Mahomes. I still think right now Aaron Rodgers, the way he's playing this year, which we can get on later, is as good as Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes is amazing. Um, I watched the game. There were a lot of uh, there were a lot of throws that were spectacular throws. There were a lot of those plays where I looked at it and I was just like, man, the Ravens are blitzing and they still can't get home. And I watched the the plays and it's okay. I got a you know a, a, a hitch and go where they got Marcus Peters to bite on a on a, a, a slug, a slant and go, uh, where he got, got Marcus Peters to bite. Miko Hardman's 
15 yards clear. Was it a good throw? Yeah, it was a really good throw. It was a tough, deep throw. But it's a great play play call by the by the offense. I looked at the shovel pass, which was excellent creativity. I could have made that touchdown pass if I could have looked off the linebacker. Um, you you had the play where it was an uh, yeah. uh, easy throw. Do you know how difficult that, that pass was? Jeremy, he underhand threw a ball five yards. Are we joking right now? The Jerry, um, Jerry, the, the way he's <laughs> I'm taking nothing away from Patrick Mahomes. Jerry, are, are we really saying that pass? Yeah, you are, because you're pretty much saying that it's just his schemes and it's Andy Reid that's making him I'm look so great. I'm not saying it's just his scheme. Jared. I'm telling you right now that 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 scheme. Yeah, that wasn't a, that wasn't a shuffle pass. Jeremy, he threw it underhanded to be cute. He could have thrown it overhanded. He could have pitched it. It was wide open. It was. I mean, it's a, it's a great scheme. I'm not telling, taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes because he's amazing. But what I am saying is the way that team is playing. My main thought process when I watched the game was this, and we'll get into this later. I was like, I can't wait till we fire Bill, Bill O'Brien and hire Airbnb so he can put some creative plays together for Deshaun. I mean, we're going to have to actually block first, but, you know, we can get into that later. All right. Um, yeah, it was definitely a, a, an interesting game. I, I thought Lamar had a chance to come back uh, at the end of the third quarter, and then uh, – it just didn't. It just didn't go well. So I mean, I definitely think that them getting beat so bad is definitely going to be in the back of their mind. So we'll see how they respond. They got a pretty pretty easy game coming up this week. Um, yeah. Patriots play in Kansas City. Um, Kansas City versus Chiefs this week. Uh, do the Pats have a shot? Let's start with you, Jared, on this topic. Do the pet? Do do? Let's. We actually ask should the should uh, Cam does Cam have a shot against the uh, Mahomes Chiefs team? So let's start with you, Jared, on that. Well, here's the thing. I think the Patriots are actually going to win this game. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb, and that's going to be one of my, my picks because Patriots are getting, getting seven points, but I think they're going to win the game straight up. I'm going to tell you why. One, Patrick Mahomes has not played well versus Bill Belichick defenses throughout his career. If you look at the game they played last year, they beat the Patriots, but it was an ugly, low-scoring game where Tom Brady could not put up enough points at all. I think the score was, I think it was 17 to 20. It was something. It was low-scoring. And with yeah. the complexity, the, the weather was like ten degrees, though. It, it may have been. But what I'm telling you is, one of if you you looked at at Tom, Tom not Tom Brady, uh, Bill Belichick's faced pa- Patrick Mahomes three times, and I want to say in the three first halves of those games, Patrick Mahomes has a combined nine points. So one of the things that they've been able to do is what's he having the second halves? He's put up big numbers in the second half, but here's why I'm I'm going for. <laughs> this is, but this this is the difference. Cam Newton can keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. And I, I love how well the, the Chiefs get pass rushes, but the way the Patriots scheme, it's going to be something they haven't seen because whatever it is, every week the, the Patriots are going to look on tape and say, oh, well, they struggle with this play. They struggle with this. They're going to put together some complex scheme. I think Cam Newton is going to be able to run the ball and keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. I got them going to Kansas City and sneaking out a win. I'm going to go fairly high scoring. I'm going to say 30-27. to 27. Um, but I, I think one of the things that we're underestimating when it comes to the Patriots is literally they, they are a two yard play away from being three and oh, and as, as good as the Raiders looked versus the saints two weeks ago, Bill Belichick said, Hey, Josh, Josh Jacobs, you're not going to be able to run the ball today. And Darren Waller, we're going to act like you're not even on the field today because we're just going to take you out of the game. And what do you do? I mean, Hunter Renfro had a good game, but the reality is they're going to figure out what you do. They're going to tie your right hand behind your back, and they're going to say, can you shoot left-handed? And for some of us, we can. And for some of us, Jeremy, we can't. And at uh, the end of the day, that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, by the way, uh, everybody out there listening, Jeremy Jarrett definitely uh, got cut by me and Horace at the house this past this past weekend. So I, just to I believe that, we played uh, four games. You won two, and I won two. Let's just make sure. Well, that the one game was sure. It's kind of like a bubble um, game. Um, just, just in case, just in case anybody wants to really know what happened, the the rim at Damon's house was set at about nine feet, so okay. it was not yeah, an official feet. game. I, I, I thought we were shooting on the same rim, but you know, maybe we, we are. We were with you yeah. on the same rim. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Jay, what do you think about this? Uh, yeah, this but you guys used to air ball balls. Go ahead. I was just saying, you guys used to airballing. Ah. But anyway, yeah, so. From from this Cam game, um, I am actually going to pick this game, too. This is one of my games I'm picking. They're not going to win, but I think they can keep it within a touchdown. Um, Jarrett, your point about the Patriots' defense 
holding Patrick Mahomes. Did he put up 40 points in front of the both, both the first two games? Like, literally, they had no answer for Patrick Mahomes in the second half of either of those games. Last year, they got up early, and they pretty much ran the ball for the rest of the game because Tom Brady couldn't score. So was, they, right, that no, game no, wasn't they, that close. They, so, they, they didn't get um, up overall, they, were down, they were down going into – I'm expecting Cam yeah, to be able to do They were some, down up until the third quarter. Um, I feel like they ran the ball a lot. I know, I know the weather was terrible. I know they absolutely were in cruise control in the first two games in the second half. So, and keep in mind, they don't have nearly as much talent on their defense right now as they had last year. Um, I saw them against the Raiders this week. Um, beat the Raiders pretty good, but the Raiders didn't look very good this week. Um, you know, the, I I don't think the Raiders are as good as they looked against us. I think that was one of those Monday night football games where they came out first game at home, a lot of energy. Um, first game in a new stadium. And then they're on a short week going to Patriots cross country. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to put a, as much stock in that game as you do. And I think Patrick Mahomes right now is playing as good as anybody has ever played quarterback in the history of football. That's, you know, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, John Elway, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. In, in, anybody you can think of has ever played Joe Montana. Anybody who's ever played quarterback, Patrick Mahomes is playing that good right now. Um Oh, Russell Wilson. Let me throw him in there, too, because the way Russell Wilson's playing right now is outrageous. D.K. Metcalf, he didn't even have a good game, and he would have had six touchdowns with D.K. Metcalf, just ran in the end zone and didn't try to showboat. So, um, but overall, Patrick Mahomes is going to put up so many points, they're not going to be able to match it. I'm actually going to call a backdoor cover. I'm going to call it, it's going to be about a 10-point game with five minutes to go. Cam's going to get a touchdown with two minutes to go. They're probably going to get a first down and end the game. Jeremy, um, so real quick, though, I don't think they can win, but you you said that yeah. you thought that uh, they the, they didn't they weren't recruit they lost the first two games they played the Patriots the the first time he beat Tom Brady and the Patriots was last year in the middle of the season when the Patriots couldn't score they no lost. I, I'm saying their their offense was in cruise control if Tom Brady didn't win the the, the overtime toss Patrick Mahomes going to go down field and score a oh, touchdown you, like you, literally you they, they scored last three possessions but here here's here's what I will tell you though you have to remember one as as great as is. Patrick Mahomes is in the second half. I think a lot of that has to do with typically teams with great coaches have great second half schemes when they are able to sit down, look at the film, figure out what's doing and make adjustments, which is something that they will do. The other part of it is those teams that were losing, they were giving up a lot of points to Tom Brady and, and the Patriots. And so, yeah, he was scoring, but he's also getting the ball back really quickly. And so some of those plays were, I mean, you, there's nothing, they have so much talent. I mean, I remember one of those plays was, a throw where he threw it to Tyreek Hill, and it was the only time I've ever seen a player catch a ball in midair and start running before he landed. And literally, it was almost like, you know, the, the feeling of when you're running on a treadmill and if you jump off and try to run, like he took off just like that. It was uh, unbelievable. So um, I, I would agree. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to score on anybody, especially as good as he's playing, which right now I'd say he's probably third for MVP behind uh, probably Russell right now and, and Aaron Rodgers, who – even without Devontae Adams, looks like a superstar again. Um, but uh, I, I just got a sneaky feeling that Bill Belichick's Cam Newton just going to pull something out for Damon's team. Yeah, yeah Cam, Cam, Cam definitely has something to prove in this game. And uh, I might take the money line in this game, fellas. But let's, let's keep it moving, guys. Let's talk about these Houston Texans. 0-3, definitely not off to, to the start that Jared thought or anybody in Houston thought. Maybe a few people, but they're on three. Um, let's talk about it, Jerry. Where, where, where do you think your your team sits as far as morale? Do you think it needs to be some coaching changes? What What do you think needs to happen? Well, look, I'm kind of on the fence right now. Um, I'm a part of me says um, we should blow the whole thing up right now, and a part of me says, look, we played three of the best five teams in the NFL to start the season. We played the Chiefs on the road. We played Baltimore Ravens, and then we uh, played. Wait, 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 wait! The, the, the Steelers are not one of the top five teams in football. Please stop. Well, let's let's put it in perspective, and we'll see soon. The Steelers are undefeated still. The Steelers had the best defense last year. The Steelers were eight and eight and one last year in games they scored over ten points because their their defense is that good, and they have Ben Roethlisberger back. So I I don't know another two teams that you tell me like. You're probably going to tell me the Saints are better than the Steelers. I think on a neutral field right now, the Steelers are better. But I think look, they, they, they will win. I mean, the 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 three the three teams they beat are all are are all zero and three. They're, they're, the teams they played are combined zero and nine. 
I agree. But at, at the end of the day, I still you, you play who you play. I think the thing about the Texans are the Texans are a much better team than 0-3. Uh, do I think coaching needs to change? Absolutely. I, I'm going to give you guys a couple stats that are going to be alarming. The Texans are, are second in the league in sacks allowed. They're number one in the league in pressures allowed. They are bottom of five in the league. Actually, they're last place in the league now in rushing, rushing yards per game. They are, this year, the Texans in three games have called 12 play-action passes the entire three games. The, so when you watch the games, I mean, Deshaun has no time to throw the ball. The only person who's been sacked this year more than Deshaun Watson is Joe Burrow, who's sacked 14 times, and Deshaun's been sacked 13 times. Um, and you know, that's not sustainable. You can't when, – when I talked about this season about the Texans, I said, hey, look, I think the reason we're going to be really good is I think our offensive line is going to be the best offensive line we've had since Deshaun's been there. And you yeah. could argue they're the worst yeah, offensive question. line. Go ahead. You, you, you brought up uh, Joe Burrow being sacked more. Did you see that hit he took on Sunday? Oh, they're going to get him killed. Literally. I, I thought he was dead. I, I, the, the, the craziest <laughs> part about it is there are these yeah, it was guys, a bad like, hit. I, guys don't understand. Like it's one of the there, there's with with science and with everything, there's, you know, the cause and effect. And a lot of times what you see where, where, when something is, is put into place, you don't really see the effect until later. Right. You, you're like, oh, yeah, let's build cars. But then we don't realize global warming or whatever. until you know, down the road. Right. So. Likewise, I think a couple years ago, what the NFL player said is, look, we want shorter training camps. We want less contact and practices. And I think that's been great for the players and especially veteran players to stay healthy, to avoid a lot more injuries that they may be having at training camp. But what it does is it doesn't allow people to have contact. And if you're an offensive lineman, what do you need to be able to do? Block versus contact. And so you have a lot of bad offensive lines in the league. Um, And if you can't scheme around it, like Andy Reid is, is able, and they have a good offensive line as it is, but Andy Reid's able to, all right, at the right time, he calls that play where, oh, you get by, oh, I got a bubble screen to, to Edwards Alaire who's going to catch it and now, you know, take, take your speed and use it against you. The Texans don't have that ability to be able to call right plays at the right time. I mean, think about this week. It was a tie ball game. Deshaun completed four straight passes in the second half to get them to the 30-yard line, and we ran a jet sweep to Brandon Cooks without blocking T.J. Watt. Like, we, it was a design play to not block T.J. Watt and hope he got fooled so that the, the jet sweep would work. And Brandon Cooks had no chance. He got hit in the backfield for about an eight-yard loss, became second and 18, and all of a sudden, now I'm third and 20. I had Brandon Cooks starting in fantasy, so I appreciate that. And then it's, then it's third and 20. Now Deshaun throws his only pick of the game because he's like, well, we're outside of field goal range. I'm running for my life. Let me see, try to see if I can convert a first, uh, first down. Well, as opposed to is that is that what he was thinking? So you, that's that's his thoughts. Well, that's what he said after the game. He said, "I looked at it and said we're gonna have to punt this anyway. So me, if I throw the ball down the field, either so I can you, what you're saying is the interception wasn't his fault. I'm not saying it's not his fault. It's, it's, they, they would, it's Jan, his fault. Janice I, often <laughs> argues that interceptions this, this by Deshaun are basically punts. No, no, here's 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 what I tell you, right? <laughs> We don't have a we don't have a field goal kicker who has range to kick the ball from the forty, right? We have I, we don't do even have a field goal kicker who has to int. We don't listen. We don't have a, we don't even have a kicker that that has the ability to kick it from thirty five. So in that position, it's third down and twenty. It's one of those situations to where all right, I'm running out of the pocket. I can either throw the ball away and guarantee my team a punt, and the hope is when you punt it that you down the ball inside the twenty, or I can throw the ball down the field, give my receiver a chance, and if it's intercepted, they get the ball on their own 10-yard line, and it's basically the same as a punt. And so I, I, I think that's what he said after the game, Jeez. and I, I've said that before. I think realistically it's going to go down as a pick, but like I remember we had this argument a couple years ago when Deshaun played versus the Seahawks and threw a hell of mirror at the end of the game and it was intercepted. Damon said, well, they picked him three times. I was like, they really picked him two times. The hell of Mary, I don't really consider an interception. Like, yeah, oh, do you, do you, if, if we could go back like literally like 20 minutes ago and see how you were chopping up Patrick Mahomes and what he was doing as far as schemes, but now you're making a complete opposite case for Deshaun because he's I, throwing I think, I think Patrick Mahomes <laughs> – one, he threw one pick. But two, I think Patrick Mahomes is – and we're comparing. He's Kevin Durant on the Warriors right now. 
And LeBron and, and Deshaun Watson right now, I would say is at best, and I would say this is at best, he's Luka Doncic on the on the, on the Dallas Mavericks. He, I mean, he's got a, he's got a little bit around him, but I would say he's in one of the toughest situations to win in the league right now, especially because I, I, I would I would agree with that, but there's nobody arguing that Luka Doncic is better than Kevin Durant, and that's really the point that everybody's trying to get to. But, but the difference of that is <laughs> nobody's this. arguing that. So you could you could, but but we don't know if if Luka Doncic went to the Warriors, then hey, we, we'd see. Jared, stop it. Jared, we do know. Stop it. No. That's enough of you going out of the limb and trying to protect Deshaun. That's enough, okay? It's not, it's not, I'm not protecting Deshaun. I'm just telling you how it is. All right. Jared. 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 Yeah, go ahead and finish. All right. So my thought of process on the Texans is, is that I want to thank the Texans because I bet a five-game tease, as I told you earlier, one of those lines was the Texans plus 10. So – they are letting the Steelers steamroll them like uh, butter going or a knife going through butter. Steamroll, Jeremy. The and Steelers didn't take they the catch lead a pass. The fourth quarter. They were down the entire game. No, I'm talking about uh, at the end of the game when you guys are trying to get the ball back. Um, and they're going down the field, and there's a receiver to catch. I don't even know what the receiver's name is. I appreciate you fumbling. But he caught the ball with like two minutes and 20 seconds left. And to the two-yard line, and the defender for the Texans strips him, and it goes out of bounds. What does that mean? If you fumble out of bounds in the um, in the last five minutes, the clock doesn't stop. So it goes down to the two-minute warning. The Texans have no timeouts left, and on the two-yard line, the Steelers are able to down the clock out with a seven-point lead. It was beautiful. So I, I really want to thank them for that. Um, the Texans are one of one of a, only a few teams in NFL history to start. Not only 0-3, but 0-3 against the spread. They played a very, very difficult schedule, but the Texans just aren't a very good football team. Deshaun is not lifting his team up. Deshaun's holding on to the ball too long. Um, they don't really have a lot of weapons. I don't like their scheme. And so overall, they're not really giving them a lot of help. But um, John Harbaugh, uh, before they played him last week, said, I mean, one of the things that makes Deshaun difficult to defend is that he holds the ball longer than any other player in the football. Um, and he said their offensive line is actually pretty good. That's what that's from John Harbaugh. I don't that's think he's John just Harbaugh throwing that out said, there. But so. what you have to realize is Deshaun through the first two weeks had the quickest release of anybody in the NFL at 2.4 seconds per pass. They still got okay. Um Well, yeah, so so he's getting destroyed. Anyway, um, overall, I think they're going to probably pick it up, have a more competitive run in this division. There's nobody really in this division that's good. The Jaguars got absolutely destroyed by the Dolphins. Um, the Colts are actually looking solid since week one when they lost to the Jaguars and the Titans um, squeaked out a win, which is one of my picks. I picked the Titans to win by two and a half. They won by one point in the last second field goal. Thanks a lot, Titans. Um, but overall, uh, I think they're going to still be able to be c- competitive in this uh, in this division. So uh, overall, I mean, the Texans aren't a very good football team. They They may be able to salvage something in the season, but it'll be – uh, first round exit, you know, worst case, best case scenario, divisional law uh, round exit. So um, Deshaun probably should have just not signed the contract and try to get out of there. But NFL, you can't really do that. So yeah, I feel sorry I, for I hear him. people say no, that, like you should get out of the contract. But the reality is, if you're a first round pick, yeah, it's nothing you can really do. You're controlled by seven, for seven years. So, I mean, it's either sign a $200 million deal or stay under contract for the Especially with his ACL. Like, he basically had no choice. But um, I, I don't see it getting any better for him anytime soon. Uh, like, what are you going to do? You don't have any draft picks? I mean, you could always tank the season, but all those picks are going to the Dolphins. So uh, <laughs> right. it's, it's going to be uh, pretty before bad. Before we get off the NFL, I definitely <laughs> want to give a shout-out to Tariq Cohen, who went down with an ACL injury. Um, he is the legend from uh, A&T, who, who is now playing for the Chicago Bears. So uh, definitely wishing him uh, – a speedy recovery. One of the legends. And back on the field. Uh, by, by, by the way, real, real quick, I do want to say something about that, too. Yeah. I mean, shout out to, to his agent. I've, I always tell people, there's there's times where you have to know. Call him by name. Him it's it's, it's Drew Rosenhaus. So, listen. I remember two years ago, last year, before the Bucks playoff run, right before the series started, Mav Carter got the Bucks to agree to an $80 million deal with Eric Bledsoe. And Eric Bledsoe proceeded to come out and play absolutely terrible, and he's been terrible ever since. But Maverick Carter 
and and I'm sorry, Rich Paul was able to get him an $80 million deal right before he turned terrible. And this is the similar situation. All Tariq just tours ACL. Tariq signed a $17 million contract last week, five days before he tours ACL. And the reality is, had he torn his ACL, I would tell you at best he's probably getting a $2 million deal. So shout out to getting that deal done. Um, cause that's, which is also another reason why they need to go and get Dax on. Cause Dak, uh, is, pu- is putting his body on the line every week without having a long-term deal, but yeah, continue. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's switch into some NBA. I'm super excited. First, uh, first day of the, well, rather game one of the NBA finals heat versus the Lakers. Um, obviously we're recording right now on Wednesday. You guys will probably hear this on Thursday, but we're getting ready. The game actually has already started, but uh, let's do a quick preview, guys. Let's start with you, Jared. Uh, obviously, uh, we know who you have winning the series, but how do you think it's going to go down? Look, I, I've tried to convince myself over and over again that, hey, the Lakers are going to win this thing easily. And I think what I have to do is look at the game and say, I'm right. Look, we're going to win this, this series in four or five games. I'm going to say four. I think it's going to be a sweep, and this is why I'm telling you I think it's going to be a sweep. There's a main reason. It's because guys want to go home. So when you get to a situation like in the semis or the conference finals, you're like, all right, let's get this thing done so we can get rest. But there's not really the sense of urgency that you really have if it's, hey, let's win this so I can go see my kids. Let's win this so I don't have to stay at Walt Disney World another three weeks. All right, let's go ahead and go home. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think so you think have, some, somebody's going to tank at this point because they want to go home for their kids? No, no. I don't think they're going to tank. I think the you Lakers – think the Lakers are going to play better and have that mentality? Yes, I think here. they're going to have the, the, the mental aspect or, or, or approach to say, look, there's no point of us sitting around here and trying to you know, waste time messing around with the Miami Heat. Look, I think the Miami Heat are a good team. Here's the biggest problem I see with Miami. They have one big. Bam Adebayo. Outside of that, their next big, Kelly Olenek, who I'm not really sure could post me up. He shoots great threes, but, I mean, I I haven't seen him post somebody since he was at Gonzaga. So I think the reality is all we're going to do is attack Bam Adebayo, get him into foul trouble, and then it's barbecue chicken on every small dude. Right now, they're guarding AD with Jay Crowder. Um, I don't see that really working for a long period of time. And – you know, one of the things that the Heat were able to do throughout the playoffs is vet people. And by that, I mean this. You had Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler could look across, look across the court and say, hey, guys, I understand you're, you had a really good bubble, T.J. Warren, but you're not that guy. Giannis, I know you won the MVP, but you, you're still not that guy. And he's able to look across from the Celtics and say, look, I know you guys are going to lead every, every game, and you guys are really talented, but I'm a vet. They look across the court. Versus the Lakers, and you got Rondo, you got LeBron, and you got Danny Green. You got all these guys that got titles. And then you got Anthony Davis who can look back at Jimmy Butler and say, I'm better than you are, dog. And so at the end of the day, the only way the the Heat are winning a game is if they shoot incredibly well from three-point land, which they're capable of. They're fully capable of. I just don't see it happening. I think it's going to boil down to they'll get Bam in a foul trouble. LeBron's going to either pick apart the zone or they're going to go to man. And if they go to man, LeBron's going to set screens and get Duncan Robinson and pick and rolls. And it's barbecue chicken. So I, that, I'm going Lakers sweep. All righty. Lakers sweep. Jeremy, who, who, what you got in this uh, series? Miami versus the Lakers. Uh, if you're watching the game right now, or I'm sure you're not because game's already over. The Lakers are already lost the first game. So, um, <laughs> they're down. They're down ten right now. In case you guys are wondering, in the first quarter. But this game is going to be more competitive than people think. Down ten. Um, do I think it's going to be? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe your team's a little in front of mine. Um, but yeah. Overall, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at the series being very, very competitive in the first few games. I think it's eventually going to be two-two, and the Lakers are going to pull away and win the last two games. So, um, I see. Uh. The Lakers in six. I will point this out. The fact that the Heat are even in the finals is a is isn't a really. I'm gonna give a shout out to Jimmy Butler on that, and uh, I'm also gonna attribute that to Eric Spoelstra being the best coach in basketball at this point. Um, 
if you really look at Eric Spolstra, this team was 75-1 to to win the title before the season and made the NBA Finals. You know who the last team was that was worse than that? It's never happened. It's never happened before. They started keeping it 30 years ago. They're the first team to be 75-1 and or worse and make the NBA Finals. That's how much of an underdog they really are. That's how much nobody believed in them going into the season. And that's how great a job Jimmy Butler, uh, Eric Spolstra, and the rest of the team has done. Pat Riley, give a shout out to him. This is the sixth straight decade that Pat Riley has been involved with a team that got to the NBA Finals. Either a player or a coach, a, a, a front office person. I mean, think about that. Six decades. It's amazing. Um, I'm going to look at it and say, ultimately, I think the 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 Heat have more heart than anybody that the Lakers have played so far. Um, I think they're going to be mentally tough. I think they're going to play hard. I think it's going to be um, games that they're not going to give away. I think Bam is the best player in the league to defend Anthony Davis. I think um, Jimmy Butler, Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, all those guys can can take spells on LeBron and <clears throat> give him um, – you know, maybe maybe a little trouble. Um, I, and and overall, I think their three point shooting ability is going to be paramount. Um, and I think the Lakers are going to win in six. However, let me say this: the Lakers better win. And I'm that's, that's not like a oh, okay. They, it'd be good for them to win. If the Lakers win the series or lose the series, it's going to be worse than 2011. I'm just throwing it out there. The Lakers better win the series. One, it wouldn't be worse than 2011 because in 2011, LeBron hadn't won a title. So I think that's, at least at this point, his God reigns. But they can't lose the series. But what I tell you is this. I think the – Jerry, they've been losing to a team that doesn't have a top 10 player in the league. Here's the thing, though. What, what I'll tell you that, that's different about the Heat, right? I think what people didn't realize is, and I saw this coming, is once you had – so typically, if you look at players, every year they're going to develop, they're going to get better. Um, when you looked at, let's say Luca, Luca played extremely well in the bubble, but Luca, I feel like was year three Luca went by the time he got to the bubble, because the reality is the bubble started in August, which is where you'd probably start the, um, training camps for the next following season. And the same thing happened with Miami. Ty Hero is a rookie, but Ty Hero right now is really a second year player. And Bam is a second year player, but the reality is he's probably a third year player. So when you look at that team, they develop significantly throughout the year. Um, and I think that's, that's a credit to one of the things you can't take away from Pat Riley is Pat Riley has figured out how to get some gems out of nowhere. Um, I remember when LeBron left, even though they weren't good, they were able to get Hassan Whiteside off of the scrap heap. Um, I have no idea how. That's because I, I, I at the time I was working in Verizon in Gastonia, and a bunch of guys that I worked with used to go play basketball with him at the YMCA. Like he was literally at the YMCA in Gastonia, where he's from, play basketball. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it wasn't. And, and that's the thing. He he finds these guys. I mean, think about this. To pick up, like, even if you had, if you had the number one pick in the draft, right, the last two years, you you'd have better picks, but you wouldn't have much better picks than like if you had the number one pick the last two years, you'd probably have gone Zion and who was the who was the, one, the number one pick before? Uh, you'd have gotten Luca, so you'd have been good. But like those two years to go. Bam and and my my guy um uh, Tyler Hero, like that's as good as you're gonna get picking 13th and 14th in the draft in back to back years. So I mean, one of the things I look at the league, man, it's so much talent in the league, but I I Lakers definitely have to win the series. They're gonna win the series. Like I said, I'm picking a sweep. But there's the the reason why it wouldn't be worse than Miami is you can't lose what he's already done. And in Miami, he hadn't won a ring yet, and there was that debate at the time. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying it would be worse on his career. I'm saying it would be a worse loss. Sure, sure. Like the 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 Miami series. What what were the, what were they favored in the game? Their favorite. I mean, they're they're. I thought it was a little low, and they're still minus two eighty this series. They weren't that big of a favorite in uh um against the Mavericks. I think they probably were just because everybody just assumed they were going to win. Um, but yeah, I I would agree. This this would be bad, but it's not going to happen. So I'm gonna. Just, just before we move on to the next topic, I'm gonna go out on limb and say, uh, Heat and five. Um, what? So, yeah, on that note, Heat and five, I like it. On that note, Doc Rivers was fired this week from the Clippers. Uh, we kind of saw this was coming. I was a little, literally surprised that it didn't happen a little sooner. Um, but was this warranted? Um, who's to blame for it? I mean, obviously, I think it's warranted, but 
excuse me, let's talk about it a little bit. Jared, start with you, man. What do you think about this Doc Rivers um, exit from uh, the, the Clippers, and where do you think he'll land? Where I think he'll land is going to be Philly. He's in Philly right now already having discussions about becoming their head coach. I think he'd be a perfect fit. I think if you look at that team, they need discipline. They need somebody that's going to get up in Ben Simmons and can have the respect of the locker room. They can tell Joel Embiid, hey, how about you stop eating Twinkies and get in the weight room so that your knees don't hurt late in the year because you're overweight? How about you stop shooting 83s a game and get in a post? And Ben Simmons, how about you shoot a three, especially considering that you're making them? So I think that that's going to yeah, be jo- where he Joel's on a three-point line just to give us more space to uh, Ben. It's kind of – that's the it's, reason why it's, he's it's, really out there. Well, I, I don't even care if it's a good space to bend. Y'all can both be in the post for all I care. Like, you, you still – you can't just shoot this many threes. Um, was it warranted? Yes. Um, I think as good as, as Dot Rivers is, I've said for years, I think Dot Rivers – and I don't, I, I, I don't hate on Dot Rivers. I, I, I love him as a, a voice in the black community. As a, and I've heard great things about him. Obviously, um, he's a championship coach. But Doc Rivers is not like I've heard. I had people who were saying, "Oh yeah, you know, Doc Rivers best coach in the game. Him and Pop." No, no, no. Doc Rivers has never been that. Um, Doc Rivers was the coach on on the Magic when they lost 19 straight games. He went to Boston. He was not very good. And then after he got to Boston, they traded and got KG and Ray Allen. And all of a sudden, he won a championship. And he did a really good job there. But then when they lost their talent, they were not very good there the last few years. And Brad Stevens came in, and all of a sudden. I'm not telling you Brad Stevens is a better coach than Doc because I don't think he is. But they, they, there wasn't much of a drop-off from Brad Stevens to Doc. And if you look at it, this is going to sound crazy. Doc Rivers has spent seven years with the Clippers. He had Blake Griffin and, and Chris Paul for a whole lot of years. He had the team last year. You realize Frank Vogel has as many playoff series wins with the Lakers as Doc Rivers had in that entire seven years with the Clippers? I mean, at the end of the day, you got to win some series. Now, who do I think is to blame? I blame Kawhi and I blame Paul George. Paul George slept with uh, he was he was Paul George was I think engaged to Dot Rivers' daughter and cheated on Dot Rivers' daughter. And then after he cheated on Dot Rivers' daughter, he goes to the Clippers and gets Doc fired. So at this point, I mean, look, is is all that confirmed? Yes, that's confirmed, and that's why. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely confirmed. But wow. And, 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 I'm not. And I'm not. Then, I'm not going to play Paul George. For that. Paul George is what he is. He's a bad basketball player. Yeah, but but so so um, now now Doc's daughter's uh, married to Seth Curry, and that's why when they were playing the Mavs, and Seth Curry uh, hit a hit a move and bullied uh, and got an N one on Paul George. He called him a ban, and don't mean ban. Um, so you know, listen. I think they're you getting mad at somebody who did your girl wrong. I don't know. <laughs> are you, but I, are you getting back on her behalf? Like, shut I, up, Seth. I, I agree. That's I agree. Lame. So, Shannon Sharp said, I mean, I don't know why you mad at PG because if he ain't F up, then you wouldn't have had your wife. So right. I mean, like, why are you mad at him? Because he did you wrong, so you got your wife. Like, I know. I know. I know. I know. Hey, listen. I, I, can't, I can't speak for that. Last part I will say is this. I think as, as much as. I think Dot Rivers, because of the resume at this point in time with the Clippers, he deserved to be let go as warranted. I, you, you can't blame Dot Rivers for having all these 16, 12-point leads and, and Kawhi, game seven, scoring two points in the second half, like the, blowing all these leads. You can, you can make the argument and say, all right, maybe Doc could have switched. Oh, yes, yeah, so I you could definitely blame him for well, that. Let me tell you why I can't. I can't because of the fact that Lou Williams – Doc wasn't the person who told Lou Williams to go to the strip club. And when he came back after the criticism, Lou Williams was never the same player. Nobody, and this is this isn't Montrose Harold's fault, but Montrose Harold's grandmother raised him. She died right as the bubble started. He left, didn't play any of the, the, the bubble games to lead up to it. He was not the same player. He averaged 11 points in the playoffs, averaged 19 in the regular season. That's not on Doc. You looked at, uh, I, and I, I thought the other part I will tell you is this. In the last two, and I'll let you go. One, I thought the Clippers had a lot bigger focus on trying to beat the Lakers than they did on trying to win championships. They picked up pieces that the Lakers wanted as opposed to pieces that they needed. They needed size. What did they do? They kept going after wings and point guards because that's what the Lakers were trying to get. And so they, they traded a first-round pick for Marcus Morris. They, they, they signed Reggie Jackson and promised him more playing time than the Lakers would give him. They, they kept making moves to try to cut off what the Lakers were doing as opposed to fixing their flaw. Lastly, 
I don't know if you're an NBA coach. Any better advice to tell you then? Did not hire Lawrence Frank as your assistant coach. Lawrence Frank was the assistant coach for for um, Byron Scott when he was with the Nets. Byron Scott went to back to back finals. The next year they weren't that good. He got fired the next year, and Lawrence Frank, who was his assistant, somehow just slid into the role. And everybody was trying to figure out how does this guy just your assistant just slide in and get you kicked out like a year after you make the finals. And then Lawrence Frank was the assistant coach for Dot Rivers and somehow finagled his way to being Dot Rivers' boss. I have no idea how this works, but I will say this. Don't hire that dude as your assistant coach. All right, and on that note, Jeremy. uh, In the history of basketball, there have been 12 3-1 leagues blown. Doc Rivers' team owns 25% of it. He's had it three times happen to him. He's got eight game seven losses. Overall, I mean, at a certain point, you got to hold him responsible. Like, this is all on, on Doc Rivers. I mean, they had a 19-point lead. They had a 16-point lead. They had a 12-point lead in the last three games, and they couldn't hold it. Now, Kawhi didn't play well in the last, last game, but he actually played pretty well in the last two. I thought they went way too much to isolation basketball. Um, the ball stopped moving. Uh, if you look at his lineup, some of them had, you know, what is strange. Honestly, Paul George should have been playing less minutes. Uh, and, and ultimately, it's your job to get the team ready. I thought he should have got let go. Um, I think Paul um, that Doc Rivers has gotten a huge, huge, undeservingly, hey, he's one of the top three or four coaches in basketball label. Um, because of what he did in Boston. Because I mean, he did win with a super stacked team. That's the only team he's won with. And he's played. He's had a lot of a lot of talent as a coach. So um, I think he's a good coach. Honestly, as a Pelicans fan, I hope uh, he ends up with the Pelicans. However, um, I thought he should have been let go from the Clippers. Now, could it be just the Clippers infecting him? And as they always do, everybody. Sure. I mean, the Clippers really are cursed by uh, the great Cobino when they. Um, finagle Chris Paul when they were supposed to go to the Lakers and since then you know they, they're not going to win anything so um, overall I, I think their first move needs to be instead of firing uh, Doc needs to be trying to figure out what trade they can make in order to get Paul George out of the locker room I saw a trade um, they were saying possibly uh, Karis LeVert and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie for uh, PG I think that would be a great a great trade just do whatever you can to get Paul George off the team he's terrible Jeremy, um, I actually saw another ultimately, trade for, uh... Paul George for uh, Gordon Hayward in three firsts to recoup some of those picks um, as well. So uh, that that would that would be a great trade. Um, Gordon Hayward and that team would probably be um, a welcome addition. He can at least knock down some open shots. My thought, I I, I want to apologize to Scottie Pippen because my thought process was I think ultimately Paul George is just a Scottie Pippen and he needs a, a a Michael Jordan a number one in order to really. You know, take that reign as the number one player and let him play his role. And I didn't realize that Paul George wasn't mentally capable of being the number two. He probably needs to be more of the Clay Thompson um, in the KD. Yeah, yeah. If y'all, Curry, if you don't stop this nonsense uh, about Jeremy has this hatred towards Clay Thompson that's so unwarranted. No, I think Clay Thompson is a great Jeremy, player. Jeremy, you just, told, Jeremy said over the last two months that Chris Middleton is better than Clay Thompson. Brandon Ingram is better than Clay Thompson. All these guys are better than Clay Thompson. You told me somebody the other day. Yeah, they are. You, you told me Draymond is more, is more important to that team. Than no, Thompson. he's not. Chris and, Milton's a dog. And, and, and Jeremy, here, here's the thing I'll tell you. You got to look at this. Don't put that on Paul George. Put that on Kawhi. Kawhi in the fourth quarter of that series shot 25% from the J- field. Jerry, I, I don't. I, Hold on, I, let, me, let me finish. He shot 25% Jerry. from the field in the fourth quarter. You told me I'll let you finish. You just cut off my whole I'm conversation. Just saying, I'm just saying the stat. I'll let you respond to the stat, but I'm saying. He, he shot 25% in the fourth quarter and shot 15% threes during the series in the fourth quarter. And they, they choked the fourth quarters. I, I can say that, that Paul George and Pippen, but Kawhi definitely wasn't Michael Jordan that series. He wasn't. And, and that, that was uh, – everybody's, everybody's been kind of giving Kawhi credit, uh, myself included, for being maybe the best player in basketball this year. But, he's, I mean, he proved he wasn't. Um, or at least in that series, he wasn't. So um, wasn't ultimately, I look at that team and say, yeah, 
you can make an argument. I mean, probably the two best players in basketball this season are probably on the Lakers. Um, probably just because the best two players in basketball, Steph and KD, are out. But anyway, um, going going to watching what's going to happen uh, going forward with the Clippers. I want to see what they who they go with because there's not a lot of great candidates. They probably just need to stick with uh, with Ty Lue, uh, if they are going to change because Ty Lue does have championship experience. Has has they, they are with, with, the, with the pressure. However, yeah, they are going with Ty, Ty Lue, apparently. Apparently, all the players are, are uh, asking for Ty Lue. All right, fellas, let's uh, let's get into some NFL picks. Uh, let's do a quick recap of uh, Week Three, and let's talk about uh, Week Four. Let me run it through it. Real, let me run through it real quick. Rather, uh, Jeremy's down two hundred dollars for the week. Down two hundred dollars for the season. Hmm. Jared is down two hundred dollars for the week and down four hundred dollars for the season. Um, I think I oh, might need to get in and show, you, show you boys how to bet. But uh, let's start. With even. I'm, I'm down two. I'm down two hundred for the season. Jared, that's what Damon said. I did say that. Jeremy, I, I know. I know you shared the room with Jared, but your name's Jeremy. Just so you. Just yeah, so you, maybe. You know. All right, but Jeremy, let's start with you, buddy. Let's talk about your. Uh, you being down two hundred for the week and two hundred for the season. Yeah. Um, ultimately, um, I'm going to blame this on the Houston Texans for not covering. Um, I would have been up two hundred dollars if they did. Um, but that's really on me. I shouldn't have believed in them. Anyway, uh, going going to my picks for this week. Um, there are a lot of games that are really, really tight spreads. Um, and I was kind of having some trouble picking who I wanted to go with. So, um, these are going to be my leans for this week. I'm going to go and throw a little disclaimer out there because I think it's going to be a lot closer than um than what I'm looking for. I think the Saints, for one, I think that's going to going to be a cover they definitely make. Uh, minus four at Lions. I think they're gonna they're gonna do that. Um, Seattle minus six and a half at Dolphins. I ex- definitely expect them to cover that. The fact that that spread is so low um, scares me a little bit. Um, but that's that's another game that I'm picking. Um, when it comes to the um, the the Bengals uh, at home against the Jaguars, uh, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I like what Joe Burrow's been doing two straight. Um, 300-yard games uh, with really no help around him. So I, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how he's going to be able to respond to that. Um, Patriots plus seven points against the Chiefs is going to be the fourth game that I'm going with. I'm really excited to see how that plays out. And the last game I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the 49ers minus seven against the Eagles. The Eagles look like an absolute train wreck, and I think they're going to destroy them. Let me hop in real quick. You know what I really miss? Hair. Hair. Popcorn. <laughs> very good. Both very good. I miss privacy. If you, if, I, don't, I don't think we're on air yet, but Jared said that I'm going downstairs and I'm going to go with some ocean tonight to drink. Ocean's uh, liquor, right? Whiskey. I know this is off of uh, sports, but I just wanted to t- talk, tell you guys about it. Why is there Jefferson's Oceans ad on my phone? What? What? Here, listen to me. I want privacy back. Uh, if you guys haven't watched Social Dilemma, uh, please go watch it, um, and we should have some some other discussions about that. But anyway, uh, Jeremy, are you done with your uh, are you done with your 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 week three recap? And uh, yeah, you still got to talk about week four, right? I just went through. Oh no, that was my week four. Week three is, I mean, it was yeah, yeah it was some random misses. Yeah, um, yeah. T- Titans Titans uh, blew it two and a half points. They only covered one. Yeah, yeah, stuff like hey, that. Hey, Jeremy, right. Jeremy, didn't you bet the Saints last week? Yeah, I did not. Okay, he did. He, he did. Okay, okay. I, I was gonna say because I you definitely hear me betting with his with his mind and not his heart. Well, I can tell you guys, yeah. I um I definitely bet the Packers this week versus the Saints, and um it paid off because I was I was down for the week and it got me back over. Um, look, since Jeremy wants to throw shade on my Texans, his team's below five hundred two, one and two. Um, uh, but we don't all have the schedule that he has coming up. We'll see. Um, <laughs> listen. I, yeah, we got Michael Thomas coming back, so we didn't decide to trade away our best player. Yes, I will agree. I will agree. <laughs> Do you guys have somebody replacing the quarterback, though? <laughs> Let's get into the picks. Mm-hmm. rest of the picks. All right, so I think the game that I'm going to pick first is going to be – I got the New York Jets. They're playing on Thursday night. They're playing the Broncos. The Broncos have – a third-string quarterback starting, Rippian, uh, which is – you know, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but Mark Rippian was like the quarterback for a couple de- – for like a decade in the league for the Redskins. It's his nephew. 
He was a decent quarterback at Boise State. He's the third string quarterback, was a practice squad quarterback to start the year. He's starting on a Thursday night, short week versus the Jets. And as bad as the Jets are, and as bad as Sam Darnold has looked, I got them covering the one and a half points that they're going to have. Now, Jeremy said that the Colts looked good last week. The Colts really did not look good last week. They looked okay. But Sam Darnold threw two absolutely awful pick sixes to start that game off, and it was off to the races. Um, but I got him having a back, bounce back week covering the one and a half points. Next, I got the Cardinals covering three and a half points versus the Panthers. They screwed me last week versus the Lions, but Kyler Murray played awful. And if Kyler didn't play awful, I would have won about $360 in parlays. But because he threw three interceptions and then lost the game to the Lions, um, I think he's going to have a bounce back week. I'm going to go with the Cardinals to cover three and a half points versus the Panthers. Panthers are going to be feeling good after a, after a win versus uh, the Chargers. I think they, uh, they, they have a little bit of confidence going, but I think the Cardinals are not going to underestimate them because of that. And I expect them to come out and beat the brakes off the Panthers. Next, as I mentioned beforehand, I got the Patriots covering the seven-point spread versus Kansas City. I actually got them winning straight up. But, hey, as far as this goes, I'm going to go ahead and say the seven points. Uh, next game I feel really good about. I'm still going to go, and this is going to sound kind of uh, stupid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say it's going to sound stupid. I'm going to go the Falcons to cover seven and a half points versus the Packers. Now, the Falcons are awful. They choke away every game. But Packers are coming off of two really impressive games by, I mean, I mean, it was versus the Lions, but Aaron Rodgers looked amazing. And then versus the Saints, who are, although they're a below 500 team, they are, you know, they, they, they choked it away uh, or they, they, they beat them in New Orleans. I got them having a little bit lackadaisical. And I think the biggest thing you're going to see is, I think the Falcons are going to be able to get a lead. I think they're going to lose it, but I think they're going to end up losing it by like three. I don't think they're going to cover the full seven and a half. So I'll take the Falcons plus seven and a half that game. Last game, I'm going to bet. I feel really, really good about the Seahawks in the Dolphins game. Now, I'm going to take the Dolphins plus six and a half. Here's why. One, do I think the Seahawks are a great team? No. I think Russell Wilson is amazing. But I think one of the things you have to look at is, Jamal Anderson is out. Um, you got the rest of the secondary is completely banged up. They're, you know, they're, they've been picking up guys um, off the scrap heap. They, they were playing Shaquem Griffin, who wasn't even on the 52-man uh, roster, 53-man roster. Um, and the Dolphins are a pretty good team. I think they're going to have a game where I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win straight up. They're plus six and a half points. The game is in Miami. The game is going to be East Coast early start time, which is typically tough for West Coast teams. And I've watched Seattle barely beat the Cowboys, barely beat the Falcons, barely beat uh, – who's the team they play in the middle of that? Um, I'm, I'm, my mind's got uh, – oh, they barely beat the Patriots. And I thought the Patriots game was good, but they, they could have easily lost all three of those games. I got them losing straight up to the Dolphins, but at least not covering the six and a half. Book those five games. I'm going to get you guys back on track, guys. I know I'm two games below 500 to start the season. Texans are three games below 500. We're all going to get it together, make the playoffs, winning ways. Let's get it. All right, guys. And on that note, uh, I definitely am ready to go pour me a drink up, watch this game, and relax. Uh, any final thoughts from you guys? Well, look, I, I want to throw out, because this podcast is being recorded during the game, uh, Jeremy brought up the Lakers were down 10. They're now up six. Lakers sweep. <laughs> um, and the, the last thing I will throw out there is this. I am very, very, very much so looking forward to the Miami Hurricanes versus the Clemson Tigers game. Not this Saturday, but next weekend. It is a the Saturday night ABC primetime game, 730 at Clemson. Miami's on a bye week this week, so they get to prepare and rest up. Now, I think we're going to must stop them, but they have looked awfully impressive. I told Damon, he didn't listen to me, I don't think. I told Damon, but he said, what games do you think about? Uh, I should bet on Saturday when the, the college games were going on. I, I, I screwed him over with one of the picks a couple of weeks ago, so I don't think he trusted me fully. I told him, I said, bet the Baylor game. Jeremy had told me that. I looked it up. I was like, yeah, that's a good game. And then I told him, I said, Miami versus Florida State. They're giving 11 points, but Miami's going to beat the brakes off Florida State. It was 38-7 to 7 at the halftime. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to that, man. So let's go. That's what's up, man. It's definitely going to be a great game. Yeah. Jeremy, any any final words to all of the 
faithful listeners for tuning in to us a whole nother was we probably ran about an hour tonight not that bad yeah yeah it wasn't too bad yeah um good luck to to jared's boys this week they're playing against the minnesota vikings and somebody's finally going to get their first win so good luck to whoever's going to get that first off we don't know that because the Bengals and the eagles played last week and no team still got their win secondly um that's true I'm not even sure if we're playing the game. Uh, the Titans had eight guys test positive for the coronavirus. Uh, the Titans played the Vikings last week. Texans are playing the Vikings this week, which is why I didn't get to bet the spread because the Houston Texans were four-point favorites. But now there's a little question on whether or not we're playing this weekend. So if we play, we will win. Schedule does lighten up. They still didn't test anybody positive, so. Yeah, they didn't. I, I expect to play. But we got Vikings and Jags next two weeks. Let's get back on track. All right, boys. Uh, once again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow us on IG, Amibros underscore podcast. And uh, make sure you share us, man. We're on uh, Spotify, Podbean, uh, SoundCloud. We're on everything. So uh, make sure you guys tune in to us next week. We'll be talking about the uh, series. It's probably going to be, uh, what, game four going into next week? They've been, they've been doing like back-to-back. It might be like game five. Series might be over by then. I mean, after the sweep. Ah, I don't know. We shall might see, be- but. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, he he might go on the sweep him. That's crazy. Well, uh, on that note, we are out. God bless you guys. <laughs>